0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant-Man, it's good to be back, good to have you on board again. And once again I'm joined by our regular co-host for the show, Heather Heaton.
1: Hi Ant. Good to nice. have you
0: have you on board again.
1: Yes, me. <laughs> as I was just about to say, nice to be back again. Thank
0: you. So today uh, we're continuing uh, with our next part of the serialisation of the teachings of the Celestine uh, prophecy, which are proven to be very popular. So, thank you all for listening in yeah. and, and giving us support on this. So today, um, this recording is part five, and uh, in a little bit of a shift, we're going to focus on just one insight on today's show. So, that's going to be the ninth insight. So, I'm sure Heather would agree with me. We've chosen to do this because it's quite a weighty insight, isn't it? So, we want to just yeah. dedicate one show yeah. to the to the ninth insight, yeah. and I believe you're going to share with our listeners from the actual Celestine Prophecy and Experiential Guide, what the actual ninth insight is for our listeners.
1: And I'm going to add that it's a possibility that we continue to do these recordings for the 10th, the 11th and the 12th in the future, if people want to listen. Absolutely. Um, But we will do them one at a time because they are quite quite waiting. Can I just add that we uh, are talking about and we're looking at shifting in our perspective because there are some issues mm. within the ninth which we feel that they will be in the 10th 11th and 12th yeah that we would personally query ourselves
2: yes as yes.
1: members of the public yeah and say i'm not sure i can really go with that aspect or i'm not sure i can fully understand it yeah so so the meaning
0: might be unclear yeah something yeah. like that so we're yeah.
1: going to put these perspectives in rather than just give the teachings sure. without any personal comment we sure. will personally And comment. we we
0: hope that that you know may well reflect some concerns or uh, points, of view. points of view uh, of our listeners
1: absolutely that uh, yes that because uh, we do believe that, that that could be raised in the next yeah. three yeah thank but you for also, bringing that up yeah that that's fine um, i hope you didn't mind me saying no, that that's good thank okay you. good i've got this, uh, this uh, being the ninth insight yeah um this is a just a, an overview to begin with Sure. Um, for people but then I'm hoping what you're going to do when I give this quick overview it's in a nutshell overview yes so the first and I um, will read a paragraph from
0: uh, the actual text
1: the text yeah. of the book yeah the Celestine Prophecy an experiential guide right okay. so it it tells you the information yeah without the story mm. without the fictitious the much reliant story, because... story yeah bless it I like the story but yeah. not everybody <laughs> did i understand that sure so that's what the experiential guide is useful for if you just want the learnings and the teaching so it sort of gets down to it so please go ahead okay um and then i'm going to ask you if you would would do a a look back through all of the other insights to catch the listener we'll do a
0: pricey of the previous eight obviously to help our listeners to get some context yeah and please obviously we encourage you to visit our previous um four episodes um, the last of which was up to the 8th Insight. So if any of them yeah. grab grab your attention, yeah. please do revisit those audio yeah. recordings. Those of
1: you that haven't already, because yes. many people have yes, and have found do. it worthwhile. Okay, now um, the overview is um, inspiring us to keep the practice in order to maintain, or the practices in order to maintain a higher vibrational view and experience of life right from the book and the paragraph in the book says the ninth insight is an outline of where the human race is heading in the next one thousand
0: years that's very important (laughs)
1: yes and i did say one thousand years but hold your horses Uh, a vision of the kind of culture that will be possible as we merge all of the previous eight insights into one conscious way of being Mm. the role of this insight this ninth insight is to help create the confidence we need to continue on our path of spiritual evolution
0: right so what we'll do is pick that apart so that So our listeners can get a sense of an actual understanding of what those quite wordy words, (laughs) one of another phrase, actually mean to them and their lives.
1: Yes, absolutely, exactly. Mm. Um, And I just want to add that the next one thousand years is pertinent because we know that when there is an evolving culture in humanity. Yeah it doesn't tend to happen overnight mostly so this 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 teaching has built in the knowledge that things happen changes quite happen that seem almost impossible will happen over a thousand years and be quite surprising how that can happen but it's the the continuation of all of these all of these years all of these generations that make the difference it's important
0: to keep uh keep sight of that
1: yes but we have we are going to highlight where a cultural revolution or evolution has taken place in front of our very eyes well, we
0: are within yes. like
1: a five year
0: i would say so yeah. five years only yeah. So
1: it does prove that massive changes that seem impossible take place. And yeah. if you allow for a thousand years, anything's possible. Right. I'm going to hand the book over to Anne so he can read okay. this shortened version of the previous yeah. so eight So just for the insights. benefit of
0: all our listeners, and ourselves actually, <laughs> I'm just going to read yes. a very preceded version of the previous um, eight uh, insights. And again, if any of them catch your eye, then please do listen to our previous recordings. So... The sentence begins with how, how we get there. So this is basically to the ninth insight. The way to accomplish this future life is by living all eight insights. The manuscript began by showing us the first insight, which is to recognise that the universe mysteriously presents the coincident, coincidental opportunities to move us toward our destiny. Okay. The second insight allows us to see the past and recognise that we, collectively, are becoming aware of our essentially spiritual nature. The third insight shows us that the universe is pure energy that responds to our intention. Moving on to the fourth insight, which demonstrates that humans mistakenly try to get energy from each other, which often results in a sense of scarcity, competition and struggle. The fifth insight describes how a mystical connection with universal energy feels and how it expands our perception of life, giving us a sense of lightness, buoyancy and total security. The sixth insight helps us to break free of our controlling dramas and to define our current life quest by looking at our parental heritage the seventh insight sets in motion the evolution of our true selves by showing us how to ask questions receive intuitions and find answers now we're moving right up to date with the eighth insight which helps gives us the key to keeping the mystery operating and the answers coming by showing us how to bring out the best in others these insights when merged into consciousness feel like a heightened sense of alertness and expectation as we evolve toward our true destiny they reconnect us to the mystery of existence And just again before we move on i'm sure you'll agree with me heather what we've attempted to do in our previous recordings and understandings of the previous eight insights is To present them in a way that our listeners can access them and hopefully make some sense because otherwise it's just it's wordage isn't it it's it's flowery language that means nothing and we're being quite grounded cynical type people we you know we're always very much aware that we want to present it or in a way that people can understand it and relate it to their own life.
1: And is it doable?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's grounded. Yeah, yeah. yes. Absolutely. Is it doable? Sure. Can I do it? Can you do it? Sure. Can everybody else do it? What does this
0: mean for can my it life? Work? Do we yeah. have
1: to be special? Do we can sure. we be ordinary? Yes, and that's what
0: we aim at, don't we? Sure. Yeah. So, right, to get to the real meat and bones now of mm. the ninth insight. Mm we've just broken it down into different areas haven't we so we hope that will be proved to be um, beneficial so i don't know if you wonder if you could start with the first area that we're going to focus on
1: um okay um it's how to maintain an advanced state of being this is what this is trying to say it's 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 um understanding that you can go through these practices you can include them into your lifestyle yeah you can then begin to understand the shifts that are going on with you perhaps through certain experiences happening to you which they very likely will to a lesser and greater degree depending on the person and what they need and what they do
3: sure
1: but you you know your 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 insights your concepts your connections with people and the, the so-called coincidences sure, you know yeah. the, the synchronicities um and seeing maybe a different picture of society or your life sure. this is where you'll get to um, so it's saying, like, how do you maintain that how do you keep that going because we are still a third three-dimensional vibrational being sure how do we keep that higher and of course when we say higher vibration we mean faster vibration because yeah. we know the three-dimensional being is a slow vibration sure, dense. therefore it's quite because it's quite dense sure. and the whole idea is to shift your vibration sure. to a faster vibration yeah um, and the faster vibration It suggests that uh, we, um, if we, if we recognise, we've just got my uh, cat come into the scene and jumped on the table. So um, we are going to, um, and uh, we are just going to sort her out. Right, we're sorting her out. Um, Okay, can you can you put her food in front of her, Anthony? Because it's the only thing that will. okay okay we're sorted (laughs) okay good one well done cat um anyway um the the uh the the thing to do is to become aware of what is wonderful about the planet that we're
0: on so you're talking about the conception of beauty then really
1: appreciation yeah and an acknowledgement Mm. yes of what is beautiful mm. about being on this planet what this planet is and its beauty rather than see all the dark side of it all rather than rather than uh keep looking about um the human beings are um damaging the planet sure. and and all the smog and all of the destruction of of uh the of ice flows the destruction of ice flows all of these problems that we've got uh, throughout the planet that focuses on 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 negative that brings mm. our vibrations down sure. um and we're not overlooking the problems, right. I, I must add. We're not sure. overlooking them. But what we're doing is we're raising energy. So sure. the more and more people have raised energies, mm. the more there will be solutions to the problems on the planet. But if we're dour about it, if, sure. we're, if we're down about it, if we're angry about it, if we're you know, always seeing it in an angry way or a detrimental way, mm. we're lowing with vibrations, which means that their are solutions for what's happening to a planet that we believe is the fault of human beings sure. will not improve mm. we won't find solutions we'll end up just arguing amongst ourselves more than doing finding more solutions and of
0: course um and i'm not
1: there are people out there that are finding solutions mm. There are people finding solutions mm. um, out there, but we're looking about moving towards a complete solution.
0: Yeah, and of course, one of the main ways in which you can, you know, have a conception of beauty or an appreciation of beauty is by being in um, in nature, by appreciating uh, the majesty of Mother Earth. Now, yes. I believe that from your readings of the Celestine Prophecy, you have a little bit of a an issue with this because you were speaking to me earlier about how well how do people who um maybe live in extreme conditions who live in isolation like prisoners people that are housebound people that just for whatever reason don't have access to nature mother earth for want of a better mm-hmm. phrase you know are they are they sort of locked out of this of this pro- process of connecting yeah. you know and expanding you know <laughs> yeah my
1: concern is that it suggests that if you go into nature and you go to nature where there's high vibration in nature, mm. uh, then you can maintain um, a view uh, of nature and connect with its energies mm. to keep your vibration up mm. well that t- to me suggests that 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 there are certain members of the population that will be excluded locked
0: out from that so it could be seen as have access to could be seen places. as sort of a form of spiritual elitism which well that's
1: frightening that yeah, bothers sure. me a bit and yeah. i suspect that james um redfield, redfield. <laughs> james redfield was not intending that to be a problem mm. Um, Can we give a a little break in this while you... Can we get the food down for the cat and put it down on the floor? (coughs) um, You'll just need to deal with this, I'm afraid, because this is not going to work. Let's put you down there, put you in front of your food.
0: I'm going to stop this and start oh. it again because it's just not going to be possible to edit that. Right? Why isn't it? Never possible it's just to not. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant-Man and once again I'm joined by my regular co-host Heather Heaton. Hello Ant. Good to have you on board for this episode. So today we're discussing the ninth insight of the teachings of the Celestine Poth Prophecy. So this is part five of our serialisation of the teachings which uh, are contained in the writings of James Redfield. But it's number nine yeah. of the Celestine prophecies
1: um, yeah. and it's called The Emerging Culture. Right.
0: OK, that's interesting, title. And just <laughs> to let our listeners know that because um, these particular episodes have proved to be popular and we've had a lot of support and impact, um, input and feedback, We've decided to cover all the way up to the um, twelfth insight, haven't we, Heather?
1: Yeah, ho- hopefully. Um, I will say that uh, it tends to take a lot, lot of work on our part it and, does. to produce us. It does. Um, but we have committed to taking it right the way to the thirteenth. Uh, Is it? That's the tenth,
0: eleventh, yeah, and, and the twelfth. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm right. not sure
1: if there's a thirteenth or not until I um, research a bit more. Yeah, sure. And um, also, so-
0: sorry what we've, sorry to what we've agreed is that in order to, you know, make it as accessible to our listeners as possible, is that we will add in some of our own maybe concerns or doubts about specific aspects of the teachings, or, you know, if we have problems about how they might not seem necessarily relevant to modern life and aspects like that.
1: Really. Yeah, when we've gone through the ninth um again although i read it a very long time ago mm. now we're going through it for the sake of um recording our impressions and the teachings um when it's come- when we've come to the ninth here i think you will agree with me Aunt, mm. that it's thrown up a few question marks for us which i think are valid queries yeah that you and i have chatted over and mm. we decided we bring it into this recording yeah. because we think it's going to be a fair representation
2: yeah.
1: to query these things that the the listeners will would yeah, want which I'm to sure ask they'll as well. probably
0: may well share
1: and that might be also the case with the the next, next episodes really. as well we may be querying some of the statements the claims the instructions mm. um and, but do the best we can. We're not anti the Celestine. We're Gosh, very pro no, anti sure. Celestine prophecies. But
0: yeah. it's about context. Isn't if it? truth
1: is truth, then we make. We've got queries. We will share them.
0: Mm. So I wonder if you could just um, share with our listeners just a little, extremely praised uh, description of the ninth insight, uh, which is actually from the book The Celestine Prophecy, Prophecy and Experiential Guide.
1: Yes, it's the shortened version without mm. the storyline. <laughs> um, uh, right from uh, uh, um, the opening uh, sentence, it would be inspiring us to to keep to the practices in order to maintain a higher vibrational view and experience of life. Mm, intriguing. Okay. Um, and i'm going to read this chapter from the book Mm -hmm. it says the ninth insight is an outline of where the human race is heading in the next 1000 years Mm -hmm. a vision of the kind of culture that will be possible as we merge all of the previous eight insights into one conscious way of being The role of this insight is to help create the confidence we need to
0: continue on our path of spiritual evolution. So is the author there saying that the ninth insight, basically, in a very simple way, is is kind of like an amalgamation of the previous eight, but obviously going into more depth?
1: I think it is. Well, Mm. I think it's actually saying, um, right, remember Mm. what it takes to get to this stage
0: Um,
1: and the ninth is how you maintain it all and be at this stage
0: also how you maintain almost the energy levels
1: if you've maintained a certain vibrational energy level but if you've followed the practices Mm. then maintaining it is still very hard yes so it 's giving you an insight into how mm. you maintain that level of vibration. I want to add, if I may that when we call it high uh, raising your vibration, higher level of vibration, what we 're actually talking about is much more um, metaphysical as in frequency we, yes we 're talking about faster vibration mm. as opposed to the three dimensional Um,
0: which is more dense
1: existence that we are yes which is more dense it's Mm. we're denser slower vibration as human beings as Mm. as mammals as physical beings upon this planet the whole idea of this is to raise to a faster vibration so i always think that a higher vibration sounds a bit lofty
0: yeah Play on and, words there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's a bit, a bit, and uh, um, and and it is really about speeding up your vibration, mm. uh, so that you can see a different perspective on life, mm. or uh, 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 in front of you, as well as emotionally, mm. therefore spiritually.
0: And I believe the first aspect we're going to cover of the ninth insight is this idea of the conception or perception I should say of beauty you know perhaps in the natural world because that was covered in one of the previous insights but there's a slightly different take on it
1: yes Um, um, and we've gone over it earlier haven't we and uh, where the instructions within the book are to say it's necessary uh, to take in what is beautiful about Mother Earth or mm. Mother Nature. Uh, it's, it's, it's alluding towards nature mm. and seeing the beauty in nature more than anything else. Mm. Um, it's quite
0: specific about that, isn't it? Yes, if, and it
1: does talk about going to places in nature of where high you energy. Can feel the, the high vibration. Yeah so that you can experience it, you can absorb it, but therefore also supposed to give you, and I think we're covering that in a bit later, I'm not sure, Mm. and giving you an ability to see energies coming off of plants, energies Mm. coming off of auras, Mm. and see the colours of them. So the more that you have the ability... the more to do that, the more you're shifting in your vibration to be able to open up your sight to those vibrations. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, yeah. Uh, That's the whole idea.
0: And I believe the concern that we were discussing earlier, that we both had, um, is the fact that the book alludes to this very specific idea of, you know, Mother Nature being these places of high energy, maybe mountainsides or, you know, rivers and things like that
1: virgin land with trees oh, in it. That sounds very mystical.
0: I like the sound well, of that.
1: <laughs> That's some of the suggestion. Hmm.
0: Our concern really is that well there are certain people in society who may not have access to that. For example, people who are housebound, uh prisoners, um I mean there or people that live in urban areas who don't have the economic means to get out in nature and i wonder if you could just expand on that i absolutely
1: i absolutely agree and this is where one of the question marks flags Mm. up to us isn't it that i i think needs airing really Mm. is that um and for me it goes back to um a friend who was a pen pal believe it or not old-fashioned pen pal to a lifer Mm. in prison Mm. um who from a very young age from a very young age um uh, did kill somebody mm. uh, sadly mm. and found himself in prison for the whole of the rest of his life right. um, she then com- at some stage in his life started to communicate with him because he was looking for pen pen pals mm. um, and found out that he'd started on, on a journey of studying buddhism right and in then she being very spiritual natured even shamanic natured shall we say and a healer yeah
3: um
1: they communicated for quite some time and even though he was in um high security prison mm. all of his life from young mm. following changing from changing from um um whatever came before to a concept and understanding buddhism it enabled him to see the beauty in people Mm. the beauty in life
3: Mm.
1: no matter how hard it was for him Mm. and it was a very violent environment that he was in uh, he not only that he actually did what he was pivotal to the convert of many prisoners such murderers to buddhism and peace
0: quite a story yeah Yeah.
1: well there's more to that story because there were some remarkable things that happened as a result of that communication but for me this man was not able to go out and see nature he wasn't able um, at all but he did come to peace by seeing the beauty of nature of people of the purpose of life Mm. um and that's where i do believe that that doesn't fully give that explanation in the book.
3: Mm.
1: But I don't believe that it should be narrowed down to the only way you could see beauty in nature is to go out into the wild. Sure. It, so it's looking around you and understanding the concept of what beauty is and what sure. can be beautiful. Because while you're looking at beauty, you are able to start seeing energies that is other vibrations other than the three dimension that we're look at, used to looking at. Sure. We are able... Uh, to, to see other vibrations, which n- means that if we're seeing other vibrations, our vi- our own inner vibrations, our own um, holistic vibrations, are raising mm. or, or speeding up, shall I say, which is the point, point, point of this. Mm.
0: Mm. So moving on just uh, a little bit mm-hmm. now, our discussion of the knife Insight, to just pick apart a little bit more about what we mean by a higher vibration. And there's some idea in the book that I know that you're you'd like to clarify is in terms of James Redfield's perception of the vibration of those who have died in terms of it seems to be uh, your assessment as I understand it is that he's not making a clear enough distinction that there's perhaps uh, many fo- um, levels of vibration i mean what is your yeah, yeah. It,
1: it, it, it there is um shall i say it's quite clear really in the book but i feel that it alludes to mm. to be generous i say it alludes to that if you the 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 all of these practices are supposed to help you raise your vibration to a faster speed mm. and it brings you to an understanding that if you if you va- raise your vibrations to a higher speed, mm. then you will appear to disappear right. to those that are still living or, or, or vibrating on a denser level. Right, okay. Okay. What bothers me about this, that he suggests that if you do achieve this amazing mm. happening, yeah. you shift into the same dimension as people who are in spirit whose bodies have died is that
0: your contention then
1: which bothers me because Mm. i can't see that Mm. personally i Mm. cannot see that my understanding is that there are several levels of vibrational spaces Mm. so call them dimensional spaces
0: yeah it's more helpful
1: yeah, and I'm going to give an admission here, Aunt.
0: Okay.
1: I'm on a big a admission that's going to make, could make me to some of our listeners look a little bit woo-woo here. Okay. A little bit, you know, out there. <laughs> but I will tell you that many, many years ago, I happened to have a moment in time, and actually it lasted for about like 15, 20 minutes, Gosh. where I was coming out of deep sleep. Mm. I went out into a friend's garden I was staying over in. Mm. Beautiful, sunny sunny morning Mm. sunshine i was on my own sat outside at those days i was smoking cigarettes and i and drinking coffee which i can't so i made myself a cup of coffee in the kitchen went out to the back sat down outside by her flower bed Mm. and as i'm sat there smoking still waking up smoking Mm. a cigarette having my cup of coffee can we
0: just clarify for the listeners was it just tobacco? Uh, yes, yes, oh, that's,
1: yes. That's relief. it was lit <laughs> really, really. Not everybody would say that, but <laughs> you're old school, <laughs> like me. Um, that, so I was having a, a, this cigarette, mm. this morning cigarette, with my cup of coffee, and I happened to glance down on the flower bed, and I could see these little lights bouncing about amongst the plants and the flowers, mm-hmm. literally. And as I looked closer, they literally were tiny tiny humanoid beings tiny okay. little spots of glow okay and they were going from plant to plant right like just a bit bigger than flies so
0: what you're describing literally. is i believe elemental beings is that correct
1: elemental beings. literally they had little wings like little s- gossamer wings and... seriously yeah li- seriously legs arms mm. they were very very tiny you could just see them and as i sat there thinking oh that's interesting Mm. how interesting is that oh my goodness they've got legs they've got arms they've got heads (laughs) they've got they've got wings how interesting is that wow now i know they really exist so Mm. i'm quite pleased about that and then i thought oh ran out of coffee went (laughs) into the kitchen got another cup of coffee came out oh my goodness they weren't there and i've never seen them again since right so it was a shift of brainwave pattern
0: right so really from coming
1: from a deep sleep sitting outside i was still in a brainwave pattern not asleep but a brainwave pattern where i could perceive this right okay Okay. do i admit to actually seeing elven people no i'm not going to go down that way but this was proven because it was backed up by somebody else
2: sure right but
1: i have seen the tall elven people without any doubt in the storm at night time In a very powerful place. I believe you, Heather. <laughs> but there was somebody else actually saw me greeting these elven people. And I thought I'd made it up in my head. Mm. Until the person turned around to me say, said, Oh, I see you were with your your elven people. Mm. And they described what I was experiencing. Mm. Other than that, I would have thought that i just fantasised it. What t- so again, because we were in a very powerful energy place. Right we would do we were there for the sake of shamanic celebration, yeah, although my friend was getting on the other person I was with, she was getting on with the shamanic ritual while I was stood there watching mm. I wasn't participating, mm. but the whole thing culminated to a shift in brainwave pattern again, so we were, literally this was night time it was sure. about half past eleven at night, under trees on a rocky place, on a cliff, would you believe, with a storm and the waves crashing up the cliff. Mm. So we weren't in a woo-woo space at all. No. We literally were soaking wet and cold.
0: If I can just bring you back to your first example of the... So it's
1: shifting and bravely. with passion sure. is the
0: emphasis I want to give here. Because with your first example, you were just in your your uh, friend's garden. You you hadn't been doing any practices or meditation. Nothing. So Nothing. You're, you're, I mean, a lot of listeners like me would think, well, your vibration would have been quite... Quite slow, quite quite. Dense. Interesting, isn't so it? So, isn't that again alludes um, to the fact that perhaps you know when we see these kind type of entities, it's almost like a, a sort of um, an accidental alignment, if you like. Absolutely, that sort of <laughs> means that you can see them rather than the Absolutely. new age perception, which is often well, yeah. you know, you need to have this pure vessel yeah. and to be in a heightened state of consciousness to, to to view these beings. So, I find that really interesting.
1: Well, let me say to you. But when that happened, I couldn't bring it back. I couldn't make it no, happen again. No, I couldn't, couldn't shift it again.
3: Sure.
1: And I think the point is, if you follow these practices that brought to us light from the Celestine prophecies, or other from teachings. The Buddhism, yeah. or other teachings, mm. and then bring your body's vibrations up to a faster vibration you can switch it on mm. whereas i couldn't switch that on and off it no, was a happen sure. so it is about how you continue a vibration where you can view life and existence on the different dimensions
0: sure.
1: or more likely and then to hold them does that make sense Yeah.
0: so that's in, that's the point in summary would you say it's the difference between seeing and being consciously aware does that does that kind of like provide yes. some sort of... Um, yeah. you know. I
1: think your brainwave patterns will change. Yeah. But but what I wanted to say that I do believe, mm. I do believe, and I think it's a bit different than this in the book. So I'm sorry if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. We're let's allowed face, deviation. Let's <laughs> face it, James Redfield is the expert here.
0: Yeah.
1: But after all my years of experiencing and trainings and everything I've done, I, I still can't go with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that when somebody vibrates on a faster vibration so that they sort of could be appear to... Disappear. So-called disappear. Sure. I think it it depends. They disappear only by who's watching them and what their concentration is. So, for instance, if you were vibrating okay. on higher vibration, faster vibration, if I put a lot of concentration into keeping watching you with powerful concentration... Mm. I would continue to see you, mm. but if i'm not doing that at all,
3: mm.
1: so i'm not altering my my brainwave pattern at all mm. um, then I would sort of look away and I would look and I, hang on a minute,
0: refocus and yeah it's
1: refocus like yeah. Uh, for a moment there, I thought you disappeared. Do you see what I mean? I think that the people watching. I don't think that you would completely disappear and the people were... And it's a bit like the movies.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Mm. But I I believe that people can go get to a state of higher vibration and appear to disappear. But I do believe that the ordinary person can see them if they concentrate Mm. to view. Mm. If they don't concentrate to view... That person might appear to have disappeared to them or yeah. the, the vanishing person might appear to disappear to them momentarily, maybe. Mm. That's my opinion. What do you think about that, Anne?
0: Well, yeah, I, th- I think that sometimes it can be just a simple case of like maybe when you had not long aw- awakened from a deep sleep, that a deep sleep that you, you know, that your consciousness, you know, unbeknownst to you was sort of, at a level whereby you weren't fully aware, so it's like your consciousness maybe was more um open to to seeing things that normally we wouldn't see. So it's not like you were you had consciously willed this um seeing to happen, but it's just yeah. like almost as I said earlier, by yeah. accident, yeah. Because of maybe your brainwave hadn't Return to a normal, you know, standing state. One. Yeah, you were mm. still partly in the dreamscape. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not saying that what you saw was a dream. What... No,
1: and it wasn't a dream. Interestingly mm. enough, yeah, the, but but yes, um, but so it all depends on your state of mind and your concentration. I think mm. Mm. to what you see and what you don't see. But sometimes you need to shift your whole vibration to put that into practice and maintain it for periods of time. So that you can open your 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 view and your experience can open to whatever else there is. Sure. Yeah. And just to add that, I think that the place that the, the the dimension that people go to when their body's left behind and they're now in spirit, mm. I think there's various dimensions of that as well.
0: So that's got different layers. And
1: I, I think that's different layers, sure. like the elemental world and the. The fairy, or or shall we say, the elven world, or whatever you want to call it. There's different elem There's different layers of that as well. From my little bit of experience, I've experienced some of that, and that's what I see. I mean, maybe uh, I have also seen people in the spirit world
0: that have passed on as well. Maybe for literary purposes, he's kind of simplified it because, as you say, there's mm-hmm. you know, there's so many different mm-hmm. levels that perhaps mm-hmm. even you know our small brains yeah. can't can't perceive.
1: I think some people who who if people follow these teachings and do vibrate on a higher vibration and manage to hold of a period of time i think they're more likely to be able to see not just the elementals not just the the fairy or 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 elven realm Mm. i think that they yes they would be able from time to time to see people in the spirit world or different levels of the spirit world they might see something pretty ghastly or they might see the wonderful angels Uh, but it depends on them Mm. and it depends on how what they're connecting with so Mm. it can be different for everybody Mm. so i wouldn't like to think that everybody thought if they do this practice and their vibrations are speeding up that they're definitely going to see everybody in the spirit world like a clairvoyant but i think it can improve on people's abilities to be psychic and clairvoyant and being a seer you you would understand that wouldn't you yeah yeah Yeah. and i think that's what a lot of these practices are before, people are trying to improve upon these skills
0: okay so when you say practices you're talking about um, the, the, pa- the practices that um, you know are well known of in terms of meditation, in yeah. terms of shamanic journey, and so just to make it clear when you yeah. say practices, practices
1: and all the practices that are suggested.
0: I oh, like seeing energies in, in around here, plants and because things. it's yeah.
1: all they're they're all and the same as like we said with Buddhism mm. or I call it Taoism. 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 <laughs> <Sure. laughs> I yeah. still want to call it Taoism, but Taoism. I'm told by the the man that knows. <laughs> yeah <laughs> from aunt here so um yes i think that um we can do that through any one of these practices and mm. this is a very well set out set of practices mm. and of course that's why we're sharing it with the public now okay. by revisiting it like okay.
0: so i think we'll move on now to the next aspect of the ninth insight which is called the cultural evolution which again is kind of like a culmination of the previous eight, eight insights, because I believe it forms one of the previous insights. This idea of a cultural e- evolution, which requires a critical mass to occur, um, over a period of um, a hundred a thousand a, sorry, a thousand years. years. So yeah, I mm. wonder if you could just expand on on that for us. Um,
1: yeah, well, this is this is what it talks about, doesn't it? It, what uh, well, we've all right, me, all right, backpedal a little bit. Mm. We have in our part of the world i don 't know where else this understanding is, but I know in the part there 's a lot of talk about ascension and that this is an era where people who do certain
0: practices so just to uh, clarify for our, our listeners if they 're not aware, you mean in the south of the u k. <laughs>
1: Yes, well, the south of, south of the the United coast, Kingdom. Yeah. Um, we know, that, but I guess it's other parts of the country. I'm maybe sure other parts of the world. I I'm don't sure know. Is, yeah. But there's the, a the, 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 the real belief that, that by certain practices, one can ascend to um, a, um, a spiritually uh, advanced stage whereby, when your body passes this time, you will be off of the. Eternal wheel of coming back reincarnation. in uh, reincarnation mm. that you will ascend. Mm. Um, there is this sort of belief in this, so it's interesting that we are focusing on these changes coming about mm. um, over 1,000 years from this book, which actually things. Mm. Well, if there's these massive changes that can come about in such a short period of time yeah. on earth in human beings right now, how sure. can we need big changes sure. globally to take a thousand years? Because
0: um, I... it's, it's quite a loaded term, isn't it? A cultural evolution or to put it more simplistically, mm. a cultural change. Certainly when we live in an era when, you know, the idea that um the corporate and banking world are suddenly, you know, well, not suddenly but even over time are going to become more ethically focused in their practice we find that very hard to, to comprehend don't it's we? a bit weird isn't it yeah. to
1: think that the whole of political and economic, economic life, life, is life throughout
0: the globe
1: could change to this this new way of seeing and this new way of living mm. um which is a culture the cultural evolution says the whole of culture mm. is what it suggests on this planet mm. Will change quite drastically mm. over a thousand years, providing mm. we begin with that critical mass, mm. that critical mass changing everything, so that we can have the idea is that we can have heaven on earth, mm. which it says in the book. And I think it's talking about another word would be titled would be nirvana. Okay. Yeah. This 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 ideal utopia. utopia this mm. yes, uh, this 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 wonderful space, and so the whole of this teaching in this book is suggesting that it's possible mm. on this earth to have the most idealistic mm. way of life for human beings. Therefore, uh, by extension, of the animals and the plants and the planet.
0: And I believe that there are. We're going to talk about a couple of examples just quickly, in terms of um, this idea of the hundredth monkey syndrome. Mm. Uh, whereby you know change once it gets a certain momentum becomes ine- inevitable mm. and then everyone's perception changes um first example really that we were discussing earlier is this the explosion of smartphones you know within the last five yes. to ten years yeah. across not just the western world but virtually you know most mm. of the world yeah um how that process has um has has come about
1: well if i say that what the book what the teaching is teaching us is that this amazing 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 event can take place but it might take many generations of, of, of people changing stage by stage over a thousand years mm. and i believe there is a reason to call it a thousand years change because i've got a feeling that what it's saying is when if, if you were born a thousand years time and you look back a thousand years through history mm. you would be able to see it quite clearly mm so it takes a thousand years to see the complete process and to see it set mm. powerfully set mm. and there's no argument about it so it takes a long time but what's so interesting what that you're alluding to is even though we're saying yes but I can never see mankind mm. going to you know all of those banks and all that money and keeping people poor mm. and struggling and the, uh, the 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 difference of opinion between between the religions mm. and how some religions are keeping people poor as well i won't say any more about that but we know that but uh, we know that that happens um uh, there's 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 an awful lot of crime there's an awful lot of drug and there's an awful lot of destruction on this planet Um, Is it possible we could get to a utopia? Is Mm. it possible? Because even if we as individuals want this utopia, Mm. what about the people out there that have no intention of anything changing because they've got power, they've got control, and for them, utopia is, I'm rich, and I'm going to stay rich no matter what it takes. But the interesting thing is what what you... Well, we talked this earlier, didn't Mm. we? And and we know that... I remember you said... That in the hundredth monkey sy- syndrome yes. system syndrome,
3: yeah.
1: is where once one begins, the yeah. next one makes a change, and it, and it escalates into like then everybody else is doing this new change. Yeah. So that it's known so it becomes the, the new
0: accepted norm.
1: Correct. That's that's the that's the phrase we're looking for exactly. Um, but you said no I can't believe that everybody shifts every mm-hmm. monkey shifts That's I can't believe too, that no, it's, everybody. Too simplistic. it's too yes but mm. but then I, as we we're talking about it the penny dropped hang on a minute mm. look at how long ago the people were walking about with mobile phones what parts of the world where people were carrying do you remember we, we've since called them the brick
0: Oh right, yeah, the original Nokia phones. Yeah. Back in the but 90s. before
1: that, there was a power pack on the shoulder, wasn't there? The or only, shoulder strap. only the businessman, businesswomen, businessman. Yeah, yeah, okay. think, yeah, and that was Western world
0: anyway. Only yes. It? Then the rest of the world was locked out of that whole process. Right,
1: yeah. and then then we had this this mobile phone that we could hold. Mm. And there were only really business people that had this mobile phone, and then it spread to more and more people. Mm. And remember, they reduced in size, mm. and then we were we were all going from how long ago? That wasn't very long ago because I can remember I was still having a brick when I was when going up to
0: London. It's probably up until about fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah fifteen like years
1: that. ago. Yeah. yeah. Now, then I suddenly looked at. Hang on a minute.
0: That's not just the Western world. Look around the world. Mm. Even, in, even, even in war zones and in the most impoverished parts of this world, like Syria, and when you see some of the refugees escaping countries like Libya, trying to escape to Italy, you'll see, and we don't know whether these pictures have been doctored, to be fair, yeah. but you'll see them mm. grasping mobile phones, and some are seen, you know, smartphones, some are seen to even be taking images. Now, again, I'd add... We don't yeah, know. Yeah, they might be yeah. for people with a specific political agenda. Those images have been doctored. But undoubtedly, even if you go into many countries in Africa, mm. they've all got smartphones.
1: Well, we know that some people are refugees. They've come from financially solvent.
0: Yeah, yeah. But sure. some
1: haven't. Yeah, sure. but they're still carrying smartphones. And they're obviously
0: working. So.
1: And we still don't understand how they can make connectivity if they've got and how nothing. How they signing
0: contracts and all the We've rest. Got nothing
1: all. but the clothes they stand up in and and their smartphone. Yeah and we're seeing images that again we like you said we don't know how much that if that is accurate because all these things can be created and doctored but there's when we look around the world we suddenly realize the most impoverished impoverished nations Mm. and places and villages around the world have a smartphone Mm,
0: because they have they might have a
1: phone yes they have a phone Mm. so even tribal people know that there are satellites Mm. and know about phones Mm. in the jungle that's we've discovered from documentaries Mm. um so um that is a phenomenal cultural change Mm. because now we look towards this thing called google and we look towards the satellites as being are linked to the rest of the world mm-hmm. and we now have a link with the rest of the world we have a completely different concept of our connection with all other parts of the world and all mm-hmm. other people well, of the think world.
0: of think of Facebook you know um, it is said and I don't know how true the statistics are I've no reason to disbelieve them um, that there are two billion people now with a, a Facebook account now you know that is an extraordinary amount of people and as we know, Facebook, you know, hasn't been going for that many years, no more than about 10 years, I believe. I might be wrong on that, but our listeners can put me right on that. But um, this scene has just ballooned and mushroomed, hasn't it?
1: Yes, yeah. It, 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 but it's not just a fashion... No. ...that's taken off... No. ...and gone global. sure. We feed
0: our lives through it. It's a
1: complete culture that we take for granted.
0: And one one example of this is a digital payment system that I believe originated um, in Tanzania uh, called the um, M-PESA, which is um p-e-s-a i believe you know for money yeah i believe you know something about that yeah yeah
1: i saw an early documentary about it it's fascinating it started off with like somebody out in the countryside Mm. um needed money from a relative that was Mm. in the city earning Mm. money needed to send over 50 miles and of course you can imagine can't you, in parts of of these countries i mean that you know there aren't the road systems there 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 isn't the connectivity no so the idea was as a uh, which smacks of the knights Templars system are 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 going from from Europe to the middle east mm. um that if somebody paid went to a kiosk and paid money mm. into to this kiosk um put money into this kiosk and then um then they'd arrange for their relative out in the the, the, the outback village mm. to be by another kiosk. Mm. And when the one kiosk phoned the other kiosk, said, right, we've got the money and it's for so-and-so, if that person was waiting there, which could be the wife, shall we say, yeah. of the earner, the yeah. husband earner, then would take the cash to go and buy their food for the children mm. and for the home. Mm. Uh, and to... Um, uh, so that began the process of um, transferring money mm. without using the banks, because the, the the banks were no good if you're out in the sticks. No, no point whatsoever. So they had the chaos, these kiosks set up all over the place to speed up the story. They then realised that because nobody's taking profit on this, right. I think there's very little payment towards the kiosk, because mm. somebody has to run the kiosk. Sure. And so there's very little payment towards that. So it's practically free. Mm. But now people, when they want to pay... F- so the woman goes to the market stall to buy her food. She uses her phone to pay for the food. So the stall holder will go to the the, the, the growing food supplier yeah. and use his phone. Right. And the growing food supplier will go to the bank and use his phone or go or go to the kiosk and the, the money just go round and round by using these phones. So it's a
0: form of money so transfer op- and money and, and a form of electronic payment as well. And it's
1: electronic payment. So the, yeah. so they only need cheap phones to do it with anyway, so they don't need smartphones. Well, they don't to do need
2: smartphones.
1: No, they don't need smartphones. You know literally, literally as long as it's basic the, the phone can connect Sure, electronic. Um, yeah, so so it, I suppose that that would like be like a bluetooth connection or yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about that. No. But this has grown phenomenally, mm. and what I think we've just found out it's actually reached as far as ru- ru- Romania, ru- Romania Europe now, and
0: South Africa. It's yeah.
1: growing and growing and growing yeah. so much so that Google s- has zoomed in the there pie. to see if they can
0: <laughs> yeah. take co-opt, it, shall we say,
1: take it in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. Now we you know that we are always suspicious that there is a possibility uh, that powers that be either the faceless people behind the parliament, mm. the, behind the government or, or whatever, are trying to do away with cash.
0: Yes. You know, the yes. whole point We've is they've been a suspicion a previous of it so. for
1: a long time and we're actually beginning to see the effects of it we now. Are. Yes. So conspiracy or not, we're actually beginning it's to see that yeah. happening now. Yes. In the Western world particularly or in sure. the wealthy, wealthier countries, yeah. it's to do away with the cash. Mm. And it's interesting that this... The, the country that it started off with in Africa has done away with that cash mm. all by themselves without including the big boys of the banks, etc. It's become organic. It's so, happened organically. Because that's,
0: that was a practical decision. Because it?
1: And, and, it was a need rather sure. than a want.
0: Right, right.
1: It was a need rather than a want. That's sure. why it grew and became successful organically
0: right. and served
1: the population. So
0: are you alluding to the fact that... Part rather of... than a profit-making thing. Sure. So are you alluding to the fact, Heather, that part of um, the Celestine teachings, or part of the ninth, I should say, is that we—that's what in order to, to have this cultural revolution, we need to move towards a type of society where we focus on people's genuine needs rather than the consumerist wants.
1: Which is exactly what is taught within the celestine prophecies mm. this is exactly what it is it's saying if we can um if we can understand that we are exchanging things so if you put it in the terms of the esoteric or you put it in terms of the teachings of the celestine prophecies mm. you'll see that what what it's being what's being said is there should be an exchange right. an exchange between everybody providing everybody took what they needed not luxuries and what Greed or want,
2: yeah.
1: but need needs, um, and should I say nice needs? Mm. We're not talking about um, limit limits. Sure. We're, we're not talking about limits. But if they took what they need and they did exchange everywhere, mm. then nobody would be without. But sure. although there were other criteria that are needed to create that utopia, yeah, shall sure. I say? Yeah. Is that making sense it so is. far? Yeah. Okay.
0: And I, I think also it alludes to the fact that. Um, I mean, my, myself, I don't really necessarily have any problems with a cashless society because the, the the example that started in Tanzania shows that really the issue is around who's owning that technology or the process. Now, if the people are owning it in a kind of benevolent type of way,
1: it's like a it, it can way, just I makes think.
0: you know it can make um, you know transactions easier. So yes, you know.
1: yeah. um, can I just add? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> <Sorry>. <coughs> I just want to add is that what really um, made me sit up and and listen when I saw this documentary on television was Mm -hmm. there was the lady with her three children just wanting to buy groceries. And there was the man in one of the villages with his little stool with his groceries. There was the man that was cutting hair. There was the man that was cutting stuff out of old... Uh, tires from vehicles <laughs> you know and when the interviewer that was recording the documentary went up and asked any of them do you use cash or do you use this new system what's it called would you repeat the it for me empesa yeah. do you use empesa or do you use to every one of them and they all laugh mm. they crowded around and laugh no empesa why would we want cash to sure. use cash they said, well, why don't you want cash? Well, you have to carry it around with you. You could get robbed. Yeah,
0: more than likely. You know, yeah.
1: there is no it, the, the crime has gone down. Sure. Crime has gone down because we don't need it anymore. Mm. And, and it doesn't matter how small the amount is, it's not relevant. We just, we just pass it over and, and, and exchange it. So it was such a benefit to the housewife. No. had very little money it was a benefit to traders the traders mm. or the producers no matter how small so we're not talking about business people in the cities no. we're talking about Local every producers. single person yeah. every single person will be part of this system mm. but it bypasses the banks completely mm.
0: Mm. interestingly very interesting Yes. yeah thank you for sharing that's very interesting so just moving on again Uh, with our understanding of the ninth insight and again this relates to or overlaps with something we've spoken about before but this is the concept of honoring or respecting uh, nature or the the animal kingdom as well of course Uh, and this idea of um, honoring you know in a context wherever is possible Um, and this brings to mind uh, I know that you we were speaking about this earlier the the um, the underlying philosophy or principle of the birdman of alcatraz
1: yes i think actually we would, we were talking about this earlier so i think i did um, i did pull this in <laughs> as part of um the earlier earlier discussion about beauty and beauty and nature mm. um but yeah i think um, i think adding the information of the birdman of alcatraz does make a very more powerful point that there are people that can't um, sit down and meditate in a meadow or up against a tree um, and really develop their insight and their sixth sense and mm. their seeing of energies and mm. feeling them. But it doesn't mean to say they they, they they therefore cannot indulge in this development and this teaching. Sure. Um, and what struck me when we were discussing it um, is is uh a memory of the 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 mm, story of the Birdman of alcatraz mm, which I believe, uh, you've heard of it haven't you yeah
0: which i believe starred Burt lancaster the
1: film did yes the, the did. film it took did. the role yes yeah because it was a remarkable uh story it was a true happening there is a book mm. that gives photographs of the Birdman of yeah. alcatraz in his cell with the birds his birds mm. um He became a world leader of ornithology, which is the study of birds and the knowledge of birds. He became a world leader. He was, whatever his dreadful crimes were, he was locked up in isolation for the rest of his life. Mm. And after a while of being in this isolation, he began to realise that there were birds would come through the grill of the window Mm. and hoping for some titbits. So he started to feed them bit by bit and he began to have a relationship with certain birds that would come every day and respond to him Mm. um i'm going to put this in a nutshell what i feel happened is he developed a respect for nature and honor of nature sure which culminated in people sending letters to him because of course it was the days of letters Mm. from all over the world asking for advice, asking for tuition from people in the field of ornithology. Mm. They actually needed his input. Because of of this dedication and this respect for nature, he was granted books coming from libraries brought to him all the way to Alcatraz so that he could continue his study and improve on his knowledge. Mm. And the respect and the honour culminated in this man having a full life and becoming a an et- world expert,
0: and yet his conditions were certainly not set up to make it easy in any way to do that.
1: And for me, when I teach, as you know, and I teach life coaching, I teach shamanism and how to understand yourself in your life. Yeah. He just think about this isolation.
3: Mm.
1: He turned and saw. He saw eventually his cup could be half full, not half empty. Mm. And that gave him a full life and communication and contact with the outside world Mm. onwards until he came to his end, of course. Mm. And it is a true story, but it's Burt Lancaster took the part of the role of him in the film. It's It's a black and white film, but I advise anybody to go look at it. It really does teach you a lesson of life. Mm. And if you actually have a good whinge and a moan about your life... (sighs) look at that it really tells you not that you're wrong but how you can turn it around and Mm. the the celestine prophecies is saying respect nature honor nature um and the more you honor nature and the more you sit with nature if you can sit with nature the more you focus more you meditate more you do those things your sixth sense will evolve Mm. your insight will evolve because your vibrations will increase will speed up shall we say rather than be dense and sluggish
0: sure so we sorry were you just mentioning um your uh the sixth sense or was that yeah 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 do you want me to say the sixth sense well i because i was just i recently uh i have just throw in an anecdote for myself mm. i've been seeing faces in everything like you know remains on a plate uh mm all these weird weird you know chopped fruit i think wow. the process is called simulacra the process of simulacra, oh, you looked it up. simulacra. <laughs> really i know that you word. know um I, I believe is that would you class that as part of this sort of raising of um one's energy or awareness or or is it just an oddity or what would you think that's symptomatic of i think you are developing your sixth sense right Okay. you are developing it
1: um, there, there. You need a process to start off with. If you haven't had uh, an active sixth sense, mm. even a low level active sixth sense prior, mm. it often means that you're either a very physically related with life person, or an intellectual, Mind. and always been an intellectual uh, life viewing person or life active person so you've not gone back into your creativeness mm. your cre- um that is your creative um development coming on mm. um it's about like seeing what shapes you can see in the clouds yeah and sure. it doesn't matter i mean somebody said oh that's only imagination it's opening up your sure. imagination It doesn't really matter <laughs> You have to have your imagination to open up the sixth sense of you. Mm. Remember, it's the most subtle sense of all your senses. We have six senses, not five. Mm. We have six. That's why it's called the sixth sense. Mm. But it's the most subtle one. It's so subtle that a lot of people just want to rubbish it, want to sweep it aside, not believe it. It, Because it does mean concentrating on it, and you do need to go through a development stage of Look, looking listening watching mm. what the changes are that are going in your creative imagination in front of you mm. so that seeing faces i believe is going could likely open up and connect with you beginning to make connections with the spirit world mm. that's the possibility right. uh, that, that you would so it, it, it's, it, it's, uh, it's opening up your imaginative creative side of your brain your brain patterning your brain working does that make sense yeah, to you yeah yeah does it feel
0: like that to you um yeah it's it's hard to describe what energy space i might be in but it is it's yeah something i'll try and uh open up to more in the future
1: welcome the imagination sure because without the imagination that subtle sense is too subtle mm. the imagination opens it up but i just want to say that i teach dramatically all the time that there is a difference between fantasy and um, fantasy and imagination fantasy uh, or fantasy uh, um, and insights shall we say mm. fantasy is where you know that you're making it up You know that you're making up, and therefore we get the most amazing story, stories in books and films, the most amazing artistic creativity, etc., etc. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Yes.
1: That is not the part that you use for sixth sense or connecting with the spirit world or opening up a psychic skill. Right. But you still need imagination for it, Mm. and what this is doing is giving you an an, uh, giving you an ability to practice and allow for the more you allow for mm. it to happen mm. the more it will happen mm. and not worry if it's crazy or not it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you just put it down to a phenomena that's happening that's beginning to open up your ability to use your sixth sense okay i that's wonder if it. we
0: could move on now so we're running a little bit short oh, well, of time. Are, we, are we running short I'm of time afraid. Oh, we are, I'm always we? running yes. short of time so the next part of the ninth insight is quite a controversial uh, perspective um, uh, where he talks about as we move forward and this culture changes this cultural revolution there will be um, this idea of limiting population exp- explosion or I prefer the far more politically correct I'm not only not really one to trumpet political correct phrases but I think it's apt here conscious procreation so I think talking about limiting the population explosion I think's you know in extreme cases of eugenics and horrible you know awful things like that, so yeah, we talk of it in terms of conscious procreation i think it 's a
1: great phrase to say conscious procreation,
0: yeah,
1: if anything, that should go down in in the annals of the the books of history okay it 's a very very good uh, but we are looking at i think listeners would understand limiting a population explosion, mm. but conscious procreation, I think is a great phrase mm. uh, it 's a little bit more comfortable shall we say i think um definitely um and and in in the book james redfield uh, presumably it means it's coming from the celestine prophecies I, i'm not sure about that but from reading in my reading it, i can't tell
3: mm.
1: but it is saying that um so that there is enough for everybody so people aren't feeling scarcity and limitations Which is fear. limited so that they aren't if we are overpopulated then resources will be stretched and that will trigger the population the other way yeah. into what apparently we have now sure all mm. over the world scarcity mm. limitations mm. limited resources um which causes wars mm. it causes uh, prejudic- prejudice 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 Say the word for me. Uh, prejudices. Oh, thank you. That's much better. Um, it, it, it causes a jealousy. It mm. causes, um, for instance, all of those people that tr- to, to, pay, to try to come across the oceans or through the horrendous deserts mm. uh, to get to where there appears to be more, more abundance. Sure. And so they can have some of it. And of course, we know a lot of people die on the way. Sure. That's not recorded, but we have uh, a sense of uh, of the horrendous numbers of deaths and suffering that, that go on. And it's because there is an imbalance in those who got it and those that haven't. Sure. Uh, nation by nation, shall we say, or different parts of the world. Um, and here James Redfield is saying that if we limited the numbers of children or babies being born... Mm in amongst this whole evolving ourselves to a a higher vibration a a bigger knowing a greater knowing Mm. of the more that that we are and the more that we are capable and how amazing we are but therefore we have the ability in this day and age to control the population increase Mm. then everybody will have more than they need Mm. and there won't be any of this disparity Mm. there won't be any of the it it can start to eliminate the wars it can eliminate the political differences it will eliminate the economic differences Mm. if you think of horrors that go on around the world that we don't see that much of to what there is in Mm. our news in the western world Mm. we don't see that much there is much much more than we see and it's quite horrific that can be eliminated so that everybody's comfortable Mm. and that's what he's saying about limiting the population now uh, as, uh, as as weird as that sounds it's like why should we expect all nations to only have like one child hang on a minute We've already seen it happen in front of our eyes in China. You mean. In China, mm. over the last fifty years, China has gone in that direction, created lawful limitation: one couple, one child. Mm. Okay, I'm not going into the dynamics of how good or bad their controls were exercised. Mm. Um, and i but, I will go on to say that they have succeeded in what they aimed at because we now know china most Chinese people have a comfortable living, and a lot of Chinese people have become very, very wealthy right and successful, and we know China as a whole has become a successful nation mm-hmm. In shall I say a materialistic way. Yeah. But that follows also political. Yeah. And powerful. yeah, mm-hmm. Because they limited the numbers. Because 50 years ago. <clears throat> there was starvation. Mm. There was starvation. What well, I believe that they had one or two famine years. Mm. Of, of growing their, their seeds. Right. Their wheat. Their wheat and whatever. Um, and they did come and poach. In a very... Suspicious way shall I say <laughs> a whole load of grain from America before America realized that whole load of grain had gone out of their country Which mm. left America in a bit of a bit, bit of a disastrous problem on that particular year I don't remember the details of this information, but this is in history. Mm. It can be looked up um, And took it back because they were starving They've, so they, they controlled so it is interesting when you say like, okay, let's control how many babies, children, people are having like, all around the world. That's a bit fascist mm. or di- di- dictor- dictatorial dictatorship,
3: sure.
1: a bit extreme. But if you look at China's gone ahead and showed us what happens if you aren't careful mm. and what can happen if you are. So it
0: sort of makes sense. It does, but I mean, a lot of people would probably counter by saying, um, I hate phrases like the developing in third world, but, you know, we have to use these clumsy yeah. terms. Well. A lot of, you know, um, mothers in those countries, there's they would have a lot of children for good reason because, um, you know, a lot of those children probably won't reach maturity because of the disease and poverty in these countries. So how do we, so what you're saying is the teachings is telling us that these countries, which were in the grip of an economic system that drains the lifeblood out of them, as the whole system becomes more conscious and evolves, it has then... to
1: be en masse.
0: See, that's what I struggle with.
1: But, but we're admit, talking about a thousand years of many, 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 many subtle
0: changes. Which is hard for us to comprehend. That's the, that's the problem. A thousand years. That's
1: why it's very hard for people to take on the, the teachings in, in mm. the Celestine prophecies because it is a bit like, whoa! Mm. But it it is all possible, Mm. and I would have had my doubts had we not gone through the last 50 years and seen China change. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you're not saying it's a good example of what China does and how they deal with it is good, bad, or indifferent. I'm not, I
0: understand. I'm
1: not being political here. What I'm saying is. That when you see something as shocking as that in a teaching book to change a, to change the world into being living a utopia, mm. and they're saying about controlling childbirth mm. internationally, like whoa, that's a bit controlling. And then you see what's happened in China, you think, well, yeah, actually, China's gone ahead and shown and given us a full example mm. of, of of the whole point of this and how it can work. So what you're saying
0: is it, it, the the you know the um you can discuss the ethics of what they've done but you're saying on a cold sort of practical terms they they've managed to work it. Is that what you're saying
1: yes they've managed to they've shown us that it's it's doable yeah sure and that it does create a success Mm. but what i'm also saying is that in answer to your question that those families that are having those dilemmas in more impoverished parts of the world, and worlds with more, shall we say, political-economic struggles and problems, Mm. that if this was done over a period of time, and these changes came about, those people in those other... Any parts of the world would not have those problems anymore. The point is they would go away. Right. And that's what they're saying in the book. Mm. And that's where you go, whoa, that's a big ask. A leap of faith. Whoa, that's a big ask. But then you come back to, they're saying over a thousand years, you think, whoa, if people are still tumbling through those changes, Mm. and en masse people can go through these changes, Mm. like we have shown with the whole mobile phone technology. Yes mass has changed within five years mm. globally mm. of an acceptance of a different way of living mm. we're living through that technology now mm. um weird mm. so you know he's looking more and more like we're having examples in front of us yeah. of what he's talking about or what's being talked about in the, in the
0: book i think lastly what we'll come on to as i say we're a little bit short time now coming up on the hour mm. is the idea of generosity which forms an important part of the ninth insight
1: that goes along with everything that we're talking about because not one of these things can make these changes on itself it has to be it has to each one of these changes has to affect various areas of of sociology Mm -hmm. uh, social um, politics you know the uh, social economics Mm. um, people's perception Uh, People's needs each area really needs some sort of approach Mm. for change in Mm. some way Um, So this again comes to the understanding of generosity Mm. Um, um, Quick explanation If everybody was generous, had what they needed, and what was nice for them but needed rather than want, because we've we've been over that previously, I think. Um, But if everybody then was generous with what they had, everybody, and it was the culture to be generous, everything would move around like in an energy way, like a flow. Shall we say it would be streaming, as in the modern technical... (laughs) <laughs> <Very> good phrase. <laughs> um, yes, um, it's everything streams. Well, I think it's rather interesting that in technology we have this this word now that yeah. streaming, where something's passed pass through, mm. which really you, you see like a streaming river mm. flow well that's how they see generosity that's the teaching on generosity is everybody's actually being generous with what they've got what they can give how they can be this also relates to i don't know that we brought that up it also relates to um if people were therefore in this changing changing what a way of living Mm. find themselves being in an employment A job or a business of some sort that they really liked being in it it suited them personalities it suited their skill base it suited who they were then they're being generous with everything they do they're not asking for income they can have what they want where they want it how they want it Mm. but if they're going from the point of need and they're also making sure that everybody around them is also doing that with generosity then we we can have this
0: utopia so would you say that perhaps one example of this might be the Mormons or the Church of the latter day saints
1: well, this is what i i 'm going to also hold my hand up as um, being um, uh, all right people see me as pagan at this time i 'm mm-hmm. not sure what you would call yourself aunt oh, pagan God. or Christian or none whatever. of the above <laughs> but i have i 've been very involved in Christianity through my years as well with, yeah. without any problem at all i don 't i don't see a barrier to be honest but at one time i was a full member of the mormons or the church of the latter-day saints um and again there is this very strange thing about sharing being generous and exchanging and flow of energy therefore Mm. and everybody having what they need and everybody being supported and everybody being able to go forward um They uh, in the Mormon Church, they actually do run the system, so it's actually there in front of us. We can Mm. see in operation; it's been in operation for many years all over the world.
3: Mm.
1: And I do know that, for instance, where if there is a family and the and the breadwinners Mm. lose their jobs for some reason or other, they can go to the warehouse and load up with a shopping trolley Mm. and take it to their car Mm. for nothing. Mm. There is no checkout. And they are asked to take what they need, mm. rather than go into avarice, luxury, gluttony, or hoarding. Yeah. Or hoarding. Mm. They're asked to take what they need, mm. because they can come back for more, they need it. And for that, they are asked, could you give us a hand with, we need to, uh, we need to go and help somebody um, deal with their garden, we need we need to to paint somebody's windows or their front door or decorate put some decorate i have to say sounds, it, somebody's house. it
0: sounds very twee but does it actually work in reality How, totally is, works. is there a part of america where totally works. they they've, as a community they've actually formed you know it happens here oh right okay It's here Mm. in Hampshire Mm. in UK. Mm. So it's it's
1: all in the UK. Many places in the UK as well as all over the world. Literally, Mm. this is what's happening. mm. It's actually happening. Mm. You only need to become a member with with the church, and you'll see it for yourself wherever Mm. you are. You'll see that this is what happened. Mm. So they ask you to do an exchange where it's needed. Mm. So I do know also that that members of the church will go out of the church member
0: group
3: mm.
1: to help people in the community mm. and that's part of the exchange too mm. so you exchange to do those so things just, can I just make it clear
0: to our listeners you're mm. no longer part of the the church of the latter day no no
1: I still think that they are amazing people it is amazing church I, I have to say in my defense that there's parts of the doctrine that didn't sit comfortably with I'm me sure, yeah. So while I still think it's a wonderful uh, organization, it's a wonderful religion, and they are wonderful people, and they all have, they're, they're not perfect no. either, I promise you that, they're not perfect, um, I needed to move on. Mm. I need to move on and find other things, so um, that's why I'm no longer a member, not because I think there's anything particularly wrong. Right. okay, okay. <laughs> sorry about that but i needed to add to that right, um right. so it's a, a, a this releases everybody from fear of not having what they need right and going without and scarcity yeah sure. so it stops competition and neg- or should we say negative competition mm. um it, it 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 frees everybody up mm. from all of that and that's a part
0: of the going forward mm well thank you for that explanation
1: okay i don't think i have any more to say about that yeah so um
0: that. we'll round things up here hmm. so today obviously we've been discussing um uh, the knife insight yeah and this is um part five of our serialization yes. of the celestine prophecy and so um if our listeners have just listened to this one in isolation and it's triggered their interest you'll find um the previous episodes with the previous um insights one to eight on the podomatic um website mm. so please do check them out and each one has a nice little summary on the actual biography as well so that should help before listening um so yeah and as we said at the beginning our intention is to um go on serializing um so it'll be the 10th the 11th and the 12th insights. so the further three, which takes Yeah, which will take us through to the complete um, process of serialisation. So thank you all for listening again. Uh, We hope we've enjoyed um, this show, The Ninth Insight. And um, I just will hand you back to Heather, who just has a point to make.
1: Yes, i just want to pay... I just want to say that we've been quite serious on this one. Yeah. Um, not sure why, to mm. be honest, but we've been quite serious. There's no, not been any lighthearted. Sure. Um, hopefully we'll come back next time to be more lighthearted. But I would like to suggest that anybody really starts to think that this is raising a curiosity, mm. um, an intrigue mm. in in inside of their thinking or their emotions... Mm have a go mm. you don't we don't have to wait till a thousand years to enjoy no. this no. type of utopia it isn't about that it's getting into the practice of having a go with like the generosity mm. like taking a bit more notice whether if there's too many children being born etc 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 just have a go at taking notice taking more interest um that this is what the ninth is all about is actually getting it into our psyche Sure. getting it in and then some of the stuff we can start actually putting into practice you could become a, join the mormon church or investigate the mormon church you could then just start to think although i think that we can be a very generous nature mm. nation to be honest yeah. but you can practice a bit of generosity just, just, don't just
0: don't, close to you just a don't house. choose to murder someone and you know, and uh, relive the Birdman of Alcatraz. <laughs> no, no, Caution against that. No. Like birds, not murder.
1: Yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> or, or, yeah, murder. So thank, thank
0: you for that. That's a nice summary. Okay, thank
1: so you. I, sorry, I just suddenly realised that hadn't been oh, emphasised.
0: So we'll just finish by saying, if you'd like to connect with us here at Discerning Consciousness, please do a visit our Facebook page. You can message us there with anything, any ideas that you have for future shows. Any opinions, um, we we welcome we welcome them all. So um, thanks again for listening in, and uh, we're signing off now. Uh, goodbye, all.
1: Goodbye.